Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. You know, the most shocking part about Claudine Gay's resignation letter is that she's once again blaming racial animus. She's a victim, you understand. She's, it's not because she's a plagiarizer. It's not because she uh, allowed all this anti-Semitic hatred on her campus. No, she's just a victim. Welcome to Academia in America. Hey, Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas season and Happy New Year and hopefully you had a fun New Year's Eve. And here we are. 2024 is going to be insane. It is. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun and we are going to have a blast enjoying it, watching from the sidelines. Uh, We'll begin with some very, very bad poll numbers for Joe Biden. The worst possible poll numbers he could ever possibly have. And he is now losing Hispanic and black voters to Donald Trump. Trump is winning with Hispanic and black voters. Yes, that's happening. Oh, you know what else is happening today? New mayor in Philadelphia, and she's declared a public safety emergency. As Sherelle Parker becomes the mayor and good riddance to Jim Kenney, he was an absolute disaster and a disgrace. And the new mayor has said, we got to address crime. So hopefully we will in the city of Philadelphia as we begin a new year. But nationally speaking, all eyes will be on Pennsylvania once again. First, though, they're going to be on Colorado and uh, and Maine and Rhode Island and whatever other states that wind up banning Trump from the ballot. He's going to ask the Supreme Court to intervene. And they will. They will. They will obviously hear the case because it's a big deal. The question of whether or not a state can just unilaterally ban a candidate from their ballot. I mean, you even have David Axelrod out there saying that this is a disaster for Democrats. All they're doing is helping prop up Trump. And all they're doing is making people upset because people want to be able to make the choice for themselves. And you're trying to deprive millions of people of voting for the person they want to vote for. And people don't like that. The, the question the Supreme Court is going to have to answer, if it does take the case, and I, I'm sure it will, Trump's going to ask them, I guess, officially today to take it up, is does a state just have the right to decide guilt without having a trial? And of course, the answer to that is no. I mean, there's, due process matters in this country. 
And, I, and I, I love, too, the the analogies the left is using. You know, they keep bringing up things like, well, I mean, um, if Arnold Schwarzenegger tried to run for president, he wouldn't be allowed to because he wasn't born here. Right. But the Constitution outlines that very, very specifically. I mean, Article 2 says you got to be 35, born in America, and you got to live here for a certain number of years. And that's it. Those are all the requirements right there. You don't have to be handsome, charming, good looking, have great hair. All those things do help, but you don't need to have those things. And it, and so, yeah, no, a state would absolutely be within their rights to turn around and say, we don't, you didn't, you, you weren't born here, so can't put you on the ballot. And there's a process where if you want to try to prove that you were born here, you could. Now, of course, in a hypothetical situation where, let's say there was a candidate who, um, I don't know, let me pick a hypothetical state, say Hawaii, right? <clears throat> he said he was born in Hawaii, but there's all these rumors he was actually born in, I'll just pick a country, random uh, Kenya or something like that, right? And you, you would never actually get a state to look into that because everybody would scream racism so it'd be a moot point but nevertheless there'd be a process whereby if a state turned around and said we don't really believe you're born in america there's a process where you could prove it in a court of law and it's called due process like let's say for example arnold schwarzenegger let's say schwarzenegger tried to convince everybody he was born in america because he wanted to be president and he turned around and he said, that, that, that whole thing, I was born in Austria. That was just to help my career. That's Fugazi. I was born in America. Okay. So then he tries to file a run for president. And the state turns around and goes, Arnold, not for nothing, but been a big fan of yours for years. Loved you in Terminator and Kindergarten Cop. It's not a Tuma. You're great. Uh, jingle bells all the way. Jingle all the way. Not, not as good, but you know. We know you weren't born here, so we can't let you be on the ballot. The Constitution is very clear on this point. And he would turn around and say, no, no, I really was. It's uh, the whole thing. Is a, it was all a, a publicity stunt saying I was born overseas. Okay, well, um, you can sue us. And he would. And then he'd go to a judge. And a judge would say, well, then show me your birth certificate. And he would show them the birth certificate and either go, wow, he really did pull one over on everybody. Turns out Schwarzenegger was born in America. Or the, he would he would not be able to produce such a document, in which case the judge would tell the secretary of state, you are well within your rights to keep him off the ballot. But there's a due process part of this. Same thing with the age. You know, if some pimply faced 20 year old came up and said, I want to run for president and the state says, we don't think you're 35. There's a process where you show them your age, your, your identifying documents to show your age. And if for some reason you can't prove those documents and it goes to court and they, they, you're willing to submit to some sort of, I don't know, carbon dating or something. But again, there's a process. But a state just to turn around and go, we've decided that this candidate's ineligible under the 14th Amendment, even though he was never charged with this, let alone convicted of this by a jury of his peers. It's not how America works. You don't get to just decide someone's guilt. There's a process for that. It's called due process. And then the application question of whether or not it would be applicable under the 14th Amendment, Section 3, which, of course, I don't think it is. But regardless, before you even get there, you have the whole pesky due process problem. Like, for example, I'm convinced O.J. Simpson is guilty. I think he murdered Nicole Brown Simpson and her, her boyfriend. I, I think every I think he's guilty. But the the jury found it differently. You don't get to just say someone's guilty and then even if you know the jury got it wrong. Like that's the thing about America. 
Well, the states are not even letting a jury decide here. They're they're just skipping ahead and deciding their own. They're going, well, I saw it on TV. Therefore, I've determined he's guilty of an insurrection because I watched it on television. You know, even people who are caught on camera committing crimes still get a trial. You know what I mean? They still get a trial. This happens all the time. People are caught on video committing a crime. They plead not guilty. It still goes to trial. The judge doesn't get to just walk in the courtroom and go, you know what? I look at the evidence myself, and I don't even think we need to be here. It's obvious this guy did it. Case closed. It's, it, no, I mean, Your Honor, my client has pleaded not guilty, and he's going to argue that the video is, a, is fake and whatever, and this jury will have to decide, and my client doesn't have to prove his innocence. The state has to prove his guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, and I mean, that's America. It's how it works. You have two states right now who have decided to skip all that. Just completely skip due process and turn around and go, ah, we think you did it. We think you're guilty. I mean, you haven't even been charged, but we think you did it anyway. And we've decided your guilt. And we've decided the sentence accordingly. I mean, you know, it's, it, I, 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 I would never want to live in a country like that. That's what authoritarianism is. I mean, the authoritarian countries, they decide guilt. There's no jury of your peers. There's, there's no, nobody gets to hear evidence. The state says you're guilty and they might have a sham trial or something like that. But so I think the first thing the United States Supreme Court is going to turn around and say is there was no due process here. You know, the argument that I heard from some idiot legal scholar said something like, well, Donald Trump had his due process in Colorado because they did a, a, a five day trial in the D.C. Uh, or in the uh, Colorado Circuit Court and they found him guilty of an insurrection. Well, I, I'm sorry, but the state of Colorado doesn't have the right to charge somebody with a federal offense and then find their guilt. And it was not even a criminal trial. It was a it was a hearing to determine ballot eligibility. It's not due process. You're going to bar somebody from being on the ballot because you're accusing them of a very serious federal offense. You have to do due process due process. Not, not, not fake due process, but actual due process, which involves charges and, and a trial and a jury and all the other things that are involved with due process. And in the right uh, jurisdiction, mind you, because states don't get the right to charge people with federal offenses and, f- and the feds can't charge people with state crimes. That's how federalism works. So the first thing I think the United States Supreme Court is going to say is that and they're going to turn around and say, I mean, we're talking about he wasn't charged with anything, let alone found guilty. And so you can't apply a, a ruling on this without so much as a trial. I think that's the first thing the Supreme Court's going to say. They don't even have to get into the whole 14th Amendment, Section 3 aspect of it if they don't want to, although I think they should and just for once and for all settle the question, you know, why didn't they put the word president in there? They had it in the in the first draft. Why did they take it out? But there's a political implication to this that Democrats are, I mean, they are playing with fire here. They, they really are. You know, even Karl Rove, who's no fan of Trump, you know, he's as establishment as you get. He's out there saying this is only helping Donald Trump's poll numbers. And it is. And every time they keep coming after the guy like this, it only helps him. And I don't know, maybe Democrats still think he's the easiest one to beat. I guess there's no other explanation for this. But they're playing with fire because the latest poll numbers that are out now, it's a USA Today Suffolk University poll, shows Trump is winning with Hispanics and blacks. He's winning with Hispanic voters and black voters. These are two core constituencies that Joe Biden needs, and he is winning with both. And Steve Kornacki was all flustered in his khakis over the weekend on MSNBC going on about how Joe Biden is starting the year 
with the absolute worst poll numbers for an incumbent facing re-election in NBC polling history. Worse than any other first-term president who wound up losing re-election. Biden is worse than all of them. Now, this is why I was on Fox News yesterday, and I mentioned the fact that Biden is a, the Democrats know this is a disaster in the making. Biden is a disaster in the making for them. They don't want him on the ticket. They don't want him to be their nominee. They don't know what to do. I mean, they're stuck right now. But he's, but every single time you listen to these Democrat states come out and scream about insurrection and they, 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 Trump is guilty and all these other things, you just have to turn around and ask yourself, who gave you the power to just determine somebody's guilty of a federal offense? Where did you get this power from? And if you don't have the power, then how do you have the power to keep somebody off the ballot? You know, that, that, that right there should tell you everything you need to know about the problems that Democrats are facing in this effort to try to keep him off the ballot, is that nobody empowered them to do this. They don't have the authority to do this. Like, here's Maine Secretary of State. Let me play this clip for you. This is Maine Secretary of State, Shanna Bellows, explaining her decision to remove Donald Trump from the presidential ballot. And the entire time that you listen to this, you just have to ask yourself one question. Where, where do you get the right? Where does this come from? Where do you get the right to even come here and make this determination? Let's start with cut number one. It's and a very detailed little- decision. Uh, we lay out uh, why under Maine law, the Secretary of State has the authority, indeed the obligation. I'm duty bound to make this determination. Uh, we also, I rather um, laid out that the record demonstrates that, in fact, the events of January 6, 2021, which were unprecedented and tragic, uh, were an insurrection uh, in the meaning of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And finally, uh, in reviewing the facts presented, the evidence, uh, the law, the history, um, we determined uh, under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment that Mr. Trump engaged in insurrection. And therefore, it was disqualified. Now, I, I, I have to say, not only is this an incredibly important decision, but it's a very brave decision. Brave. Uh, the Trump campaign yes. has, has already come out attacking you. Uh, they have All said right, that let, you let are just a- jump in. Let me, let me just, okay. So, we've deter- so Maine has determined this. We've determined this because we watched something happen on television. We watched something happen on TV, and then we determined that he's guilty of something. And we did this. And that's how it works now in America. You know, if you see it happen on television, it must be real. And therefore, he's guilty of an insurrection. He hasn't been charged with this. He has not been found guilty of this. But we've de- we in the state of Maine have determined this. Now, that basically says right there, we don't believe in due process. The state of Maine, we don't believe in due process. You know, I mean, you, you commit a crime. We all know you did it. We're just going to skip right to the past the trial, go right to the sentencing phase of things. Because we know you did it. We saw it. We all saw it happen. And so therefore, we know you're guilty. That, that, and, that, and, and, that's, and that's America. That's, that's America. This is, and Colorado's saying the same thing here. This is the Colorado Secretary of State, who's also decided now, and using what is, in fact, a serious federal charge, inciting an insurrection. And then this is a, the Secretary of State of a state who's saying now that they've determined this again. They, they've just skipped ahead to the trial, to the, to the sentencing phase here. No trial, 
no jury of his peers, not, not even charges, let alone that. They're just going right to the sentencing phase. Cut number three. Colorado's elections are the best in the nation, and we think we'll have a great election regardless of what happens. We have provisions already under Colorado law uh, to deal with a situation when a candidate is disqualified when their name already appears on the ballot. And the vast majority of Coloradans actually vote their mail ballots, even with unprecedented in-person voting opportunities. I think it's important to note that we are only here because Donald Trump incited the insurrection. He has created the situation for himself. There is clear language in the Constitution in Section 3 of the 14th Amendment for this exact situation. Uh, I believe he is a threat to democracy, the right to vote, and the future stability of this nation. You see, I, I believe these things. So there, if I believe these things, they must be true. So if I believe these things, they must be true, and therefore I've decided, and therefore that's it. I, we, we, me, I've decided. Now, I know there's this whole pesky due process thing where you're supposed to get a hearing and a trial and a jury and all this other stuff. But don't worry about all that. I've decided me, me, I as the Colorado Secretary of State. And their analogies are so stupid. You know what I mean? They're really dumb. Here is Jamie Raskin, himself an election denier, who, by the way, in 2016, tried to keep Donald Trump or 2017 from becoming president as he tried to challenge the certification of Trump for Florida in 2017. And then Vice President Joe Biden told him no, because he didn't have a senator signing off on it. But election denialer, j- denialist Jamie Raskin uh, equating this, and this is such a stupid analogy here, to people who aren't born in this country. Cut number four. I think that the urgency is for the Supreme Court to act, but um, I think it's going to be uh, tough for some of them if they w- want to keep Trump on the ballot, if they're falling for the argument that this is undemocratic. I mean, is it undemocratic that Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jennifer Granholm can't run for president because they weren't born in the country? If you think about it, of all the forms of disqualification we have, the one that disqualifies people for engaging in insurrection is the most democratic. How? I mean, the other ones, you have a way to prove it. I can prove if somebody's born in America. I can tell you if somebody wasn't born in America. It's called a it's called a birth certificate. How do you prove the 14th Amendment if you don't have due process? See, and this is this is why the Democrats fall flat on their face with all this stuff. You don't have a way to prove this if you don't go through due process. And I think that's the first thing the Supreme Court's going to say. But the question you have to keep asking yourself is why do they keep doing this? And doesn't this become a political problem for them? I mean, this is what David Axelrod is asking. David Axelrod, who got Barack Obama elected, was on CNN. And even he is pointing out what we all know here, which is that this is stupid. It's not going to work for them. But there is a political disaster in the making for Democrats here. So why do they keep doing this? Cut number nine. All of this is is uh, strengthening uh, him in the Republican primary. We've run this experiment. Uh, you know, he's only gained since he started getting indicted. Uh, you know, what you thought might be kryptonite for him has turned out to be battery packs. And this is a big one uh, for him. Uh, presumably, the Supreme Court will deal with it uh, fairly quickly. And I expect that they will leave him on the ballot. And yes, uh, Brianna, I... Uh, I, I have very, very strong reservations about all of this. I do think it would rip the country apart if he were uh, 
actually prevented from running because tens of millions of people uh, want to vote for him. I think if you're going to beat Donald Trump, you're going to probably have to do it at the polls. Yeah, well, you know what? Axelrod's a smart guy. And he knows that this is not going to work. He knows it's not going to fly. And he also knows that all they're doing is helping Donald Trump politically. So you have to just ask yourself the question, why are these people so stupid? Why are they so politically stupid that they keep doing things that just help the guy who is crushing Joe Biden in the polls right now? And the only answer you can come up with is that they just really believe that Trump is the easiest one to beat and they are playing with fire here and this is going to come back and it's going to bite them you know where and they are going to regret this, no question about it. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Harvard's president is out. She's blaming racism, of course, obviously, not her plagiarism, not for allowing all that anti-Semitic speech on college campuses. And the border situation is so bad now, illegal immigrants are being dropped off in New Jersey. What will King Philip the Unaccountable say about this? I'll tell you what the Democrat mayor of Edison, New Jersey is saying about it. He's saying they're illegal immigrants and they don't belong here. They belong on the other side of the border. Yeah, that's really happening too. It's great to be back with you. Happy New Year. We're coming right back. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, so Claudine Gay is out as the president of Harvard University. We'll talk more about that, of course. Biden is trailing Trump among Hispanic voters. We'll talk about that as well. New mayor in Philadelphia, Sherelle Parker, acknowledging, uh, as she always has, Philadelphia is uh, rife with crime, and she's declaring a public safety emergency. So we'll talk about that as well. And, you know... As you think about 2024 and you think about the politics of everything, we're about to see where all this lands in the presidential primary for the Republicans. I mean, Biden is on track to be the Democrat nominee. They don't want him to be, but they might be stuck with the guy. The question, though, becomes what happens in the Republican primary? Now, I think Trump's going to be the nominee. I've been telling you that. It's not because I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in the tank for him. It's just I, I, I can just read polling numbers. I, I don't see a pathway for anyone to stop him. But that doesn't mean they're not going to try. And it doesn't mean that they're not trying with Nikki Haley. The question is, will Ron DeSantis stay in the race? You know, he pulled back on a big media buy he was going to do. And Chris Christie's staying in the race just to help Haley. I mean, that's obvious. You know, he's doing in 2024 what he did in 2016 when he stayed in the race to attack other people to help Trump. You remember back then he went after Marco Rubio and he, the whole thing where he took down Rubio on the debate stage. And that was all for Trump's benefit. And then he was hoping to become, I guess, Trump's attorney general or something. Well, he's doing the same thing now with Nikki Haley. I mean, he knows he's not going to win. He's he's just there to try to, I, 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 I imagine, get a job with her. And Vivek Ramaswamy is doing the same thing, but the opposite. He's doing it to try to help Trump as he goes after Nikki Haley. But the establishment is solidly behind Nikki Haley at this point. You know, they've decided DeSantis can't win. They, they, they're, they're all behind her. She's getting the money. She's getting the support. And quite frankly, Democrats are fine with it, too, because she supports the Ukraine war. Now, as long as they keep their Ukraine war, then, then fine, then they're okay. You know, they'll, they'll be fine with it. But we will have to watch. And Trump's going to do a big town hall meeting I just found out on Fox News, I think on January 10th, right before the Iowa caucus. So that is probably Fox News acknowledging the reality that, yeah, he's going to be the nominee. So, I mean, you can try to pretend otherwise, but he's going to, I mean, he's going to win. And Democrats are helping him win. And everything David Axelrod said in that last clip that I played for you where... 
He said, all this is doing is just helping Trump. Yes, it is only helping Trump. What Colorado and Maine are doing, what all these other Democrat states are talking about doing is only benefiting Trump's political future. But there's something else, too. And that is that Biden is just a freaking disaster. I mean, he is. He's a disaster. You know, the, the, the reason why Trump is beating him with Hispanics right now is because of the border situation and also the economy. It's like I was reading this piece over at National Review. Dan McLaughlin wrote this great piece. He said, there's four problems for the Democrats when they try to spin and say the economy is great. The first one being is that everybody just feels the economy. I, mean, I, I do the shopping in our house. I like to do the shopping. I, get, I, can, I can go in the morning and I can get it done and the store's quiet. And, but I see it myself. You see it. You, so you can pretend. You can hear the White House spin and have them come out and go, Bidenomics is great. But you feel it. You see it. You see the interest rates. You know what you're paying. You may want to buy a house. You may want to buy a car. Maybe you can't. Or maybe you, you did and you're spending so much more money in interest now. All the spin in the world doesn't change that. You know, it does not change that. And the second problem Democrats have is their own message. On the one hand, they turn around and they cry all the time and tell everybody that there's all this inequity and they got to make everything uh, equity and, and, and America stinks and, you know, you're, you're a victim. And so they need to raise taxes on people to give you more money. And then in the next breath, they turn around and tell everybody everything's great economically. So, I mean, you're, their, 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 their economic message is everything stinks. They start their day by telling everybody that America stinks and that the economy stinks. And so the only way to make it better is to become a socialist utopia. And then five minutes later, they go on about how Bidenomics is terrific. So, they, so they, their message is terrible. And the other problem that they have is that their messenger is just awful. I mean, Joe Biden is an awful messenger. So, so these, are, these are the problems that they have. The border situation, it's funny, you know, all these places... All these states that at one point came out and they had these giant hate has no home here signs on their state. You know, when you're driving lately, they have these dumb, dopey signs on the highway. You know, you'll be bad. Like Y-U-L-E, you know, you'll be bad if you text and, you know, don't text. Santa's watching. And whoever the idiot in government is that decided to waste my taxpayer dollars with these snarky little messages that I think that they, I guess they think they're cute on the road, all the signs, you know, put down the phone or you'll be on the naughty list. Ha ha. It's so annoying. I, every time I see these things, I just think to myself, some bureaucrat who has no creativity whatsoever is writing these messages and I'm paying for that guy's salary. And it really annoys me. But as you think about these states, imagine if they all had these digital signs and instead of their dopey messages that all said, they all said, hate has no home here and no humans illegal. Everyone's welcome until they actually show up, you know, until they actually show up on their doorstep and then the states turn around and go, ah, <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah, you know, we didn't, uh, we didn't really mean it. We said that, you know, I mean, I know I told you to just drop in anytime, but I wish you called because I would have at least put on something and I don't have any food in the house and this is awkward, you know. And he, then person turns around and goes, yeah, but you told me just drop in. You said anytime I want, just, just stop on in, do the drop in. You know, that, that ever happens to you and you immediately when the, someone rings your doorbell and you realize they're there and you weren't expecting them, you turn around and you go, um, yeah, no, I didn't think that you'd really take me up on that. I said it. I didn't really mean it. 
And this is this is what Democrat cities and Democrat states are dealing with right now. And we all remember when Jim Kenney did the white man's overbite and danced in the hallway singing, we are a sanctuary city. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, illegal immigrants start showing up in these places and they're all turning around and acting like when they put out the invitation, they didn't really mean it. They didn't want you to do the drop in because they don't have any stuffed shells ready. There's no they don't even have any coffee made. Nothing. And they're just showing up. And now it's happening in New Jersey, too. And the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, this guy is something. He um, has come out and said these busloads of illegal immigrants can only come between certain hours and they must give 36 hours notice before they come into New York. So what's happening is they're dropping all these people off in Jersey, up in Secaucus, New Jersey, uh, which if you've ever been up there, it's not far from Giant Stadium. And they have a big train station there. And they're dropping them off there, you know, and it's all Democrat. This is all these are all Democrat places up there and the people don't want it. I mean, nobody does. You know, that's the thing. They, they believe that America should have open borders, but that everybody who comes here should have to stay in Texas and that Texas should never send anybody away. And everybody who comes has to stay in Texas. And that's just the way it is. And how dare Texas send people to other parts of the country? And at the same time, they're saying this. All I keep thinking is, yeah, but what if the people want to go? I mean, what if they want to go to New York or what if they want to go to Chicago or Boston? What right does Texas have to keep them from going? I mean, you're the people that that created this problem. You said everybody can come here. You said America was open. You said everybody should come to America and America should never turn anybody away because I've read this sign. It said, and I quote, we believe no human is illegal. So now you're telling these people they can't go to certain places. Well, that doesn't seem very fair. I mean, that sounds to me like you think they might be illegal. (laughs) You You don't want them there. So it's a very mixed message. But I think the reason why Trump is winning with Hispanic voters right now is because Hispanic voters don't want an open border any more than people who aren't Hispanic do. In fact, they may find it even more offensive if they came here legally or their family came here legally and they turn around and they see what's happening and they think to themselves, we had to do it the right way. And all these people are now just coming in. And the audacity of these Democrat mayors and Democrat governors to turn around and go, yeah, yeah, listen, uh, I know we were sanctuary. I know we said to come. I know we told you that you're welcome here, but we didn't really mean it. And this is awkward. And, and it's, it, it, I mean, they sound like the biggest hypocrites. And then all of a sudden you have Democrats, Democrat mayors who sound a lot like Republicans do. I mean, here's the mayor of Edison, New Jersey, right? So Edison's a town up in uh, North Jersey. I don't believe there's something called Central Jersey. I don't believe it exists, but it's a town in North Jersey. And he's a Democrat. He's on News 12 New Jersey, and he's talking about this. And it's, um, <laughs> it's just so emblematic of where we are in this country right now. I'm sure this guy at one point when he ran for mayor of Edison, New Jersey, and got involved in the county politics up there since it's all Democrat up there. I'm sure at one point he said he was for sanctuary cities, and I'm sure at one point he said he believed that Trump was mean and that Trump was uh, uh, you know, inhumane with his immigration policies till all of a sudden people get dropped off in his town. 
And then like every other Democrat, suddenly now he doesn't want them there. And all the stuff that he said to get elected, all those things he said about Trump being a big meanie pants and and Trump was inhumane and the border should be open and everybody has a right to come and no humans illegal and everything. It's like everything they said never, never counted. And because they're Democrats, they don't take accountability for anything. So they just pretend like everybody never heard what they said before. But we all have the receipts and everybody knows what these people said. And now you listen to this guy and you go, wait a second, is this guy a Republican? No, he's a Democrat. He's a Democrat. And much like Eric Adams and the mayor of Chicago and the mayor of Boston, the problem is not the open border. The problem is that people are leaving Texas. If they would just stay in Texas, there'd be no issue. But they're not staying in Texas. They're coming to places like Edison, New Jersey. And they're not happy about that fact. Here's a little bit of the News 12 report, cut 10. Last year, this church helped to settle 4,000 immigrants in New Jersey and in parts beyond. So the leader of this organization says that no one should be complaining about some 300 that arrived by bus in New Jersey in the last few days. So 397 people show up. I would say, so what? The biggest way you can make an issue out of it is calling that an issue. We have thousands of people who have found themselves incorporated into the state. So I think right off the bat, it's a mistake to make a mountain out of a molehill. That's Seth Copperdale, who you just heard from, with the Reformed Church of Highland Park. He was speaking on the migrants on board four buses that stopped at four train stations in New Jersey. Those were Edison, Fanwood, Secaucus, and Trenton. To be exact, there were 397 migrants from the southern border. While some were met by family and left with those relatives, others boarded trains for New York City. In one of those townships, Edison, the mayor, made it very clear that he did not want immigrants who he called illegal sticking around in town. We, we don't want them in Edison, period. That's, that's the bottom line. We don't want them in Edison, and uh, I wouldn't pass the problem off. Look, this is a federal, this is a national issue that has fallen squarely on the laps of mayors. To be clear, those migrants, as he said, are not so-called illegal. They were processed at the border and were allowed into the United States. And now they're looking for new homes here in New Jersey and New York. We are now waiting on more information from the state of New Jersey as to what exactly should be happening should more buses land here in the Garden States. So to be clear, News 12 New Jersey wants you to know they're, they're not illegal. They're, they, were, they were processed at the border. Uh, actually, here's how they were processed at the border. Ready? Here's your court date in 19 years. You have to make it to that court date. So uh, in the meantime, though, have at it. Go have fun. Enjoy yourself. You're not here legally. You are not here legally, despite News 12 New Jersey trying to pretend like that's the case. The mayor is correct. I mean, he's a Democrat, he's a hypocrite for finally acknowledging what we've all been saying. But and it's his party that causes problem and it's his party that's in charge and could do something about it at the border. And it's his party that's not allowing Texas to actually stop the problem. I mean, Texas puts a barbed wire and Joe Biden orders the barbed wire to come down. Texas puts these barriers in the river so that people can't cross and 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 the state and the federal government comes in and tells Texas to take the stuff out of the river. So it's his party. He could he could call the president and tell him to do something about it if he wanted to. But he is correct they are illegal immigrants. They are not here legally. The difference though is that This administration got rid of the remain in Mexico policy. So you cross the border legally. They don't throw you back. They let you stay. They give you a court date, 19 years in the future. Or I mean, maybe it's not 19, but it's a long, it could be as long as 10 years away. And they just tell you, you better be there for that or else, or else what? You don't even know where I'm going. I can go anywhere. I can do anything. 
And at some point, you're all going to tell me that I'm eligible for asylum anyway. So why would I bother going to this court date? I'm not going to this court date. But it's funny, though, isn't it, when you listen to these Democrats? I mean, it's really funny listening to these Democrats that turn around and say, we are absolutely 100% upset that these people are illegal immigrants. And they are here now in our cities. We didn't want you. And now you're here. And it's not cool. And we want you to go away. All right? We want you to go away. It's um, the ultimate, ultimate. And But if they just stayed in Texas, everything would be fine. You know that? If they just stayed in Texas, everything would be fine. The problem is they keep leaving Texas. Damn it. 855-839-1210 is the number on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. We got a lot to chat about today. Donald Trump expected to appeal to the United States Supreme Court, what Colorado and Rhode Island, or Maine, excuse me, have decided And what will the Supreme Court do? I have my theories on that, of course. As you can imagine, don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over think your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I love this headline. Uh, USA Today, a fraying coalition, black, Hispanic and young voters abandon Biden as the election year begins. A new USA Today, Suffolk University poll, Biden's failure to consolidate his victorious 2020 support has left him narrowly trailing Trump. Now, look, obviously, uh, the reason why black and Hispanic voters are abandoning Biden is because Biden is a terrible, terrible president. But let's think about the border situation for a second here. All right, let's just think about this. I told you before, these, uh, these Democrat mayors who all have the signs up, you know, hate has no home here, no humans illegal. You've seen the signs. You saw fat Jim Kenny doing the white man's overbite. We are a sanctuary city. Yeah, you saw that. You read that. You heard it. We played it on the show a bunch of times. Then all of a sudden, illegal immigrants show up in their cities and they turn around and act like the invitation was not real. They didn't mean it. And they're fine with open borders. They just want you to stay in Texas. And if you stay in Texas, everything will be fine. And you know, if you process that for a moment, you turn around and you go, wait a second, wait a second. So your, your issue is not the open border. You don't want them to actually stop anything. You just don't want them coming to your city, right? And so if, you, if Texas doesn't, I don't know what, I guess Texas should build a wall and not let people leave Texas. See, what if they want to leave Texas? Hey, what, what if an illegal immigrant doesn't want to stay in Texas? 
I mean, if, if you're telling me these people are not illegal because no humans illegal and they should be allowed to be here, and what if they don't want to stay in Texas? I mean, I would, but if they don't want to, they want to go to a different place. What is what is Texas supposed to do exactly? Build a wall? So you're against walls if it's on the southern border, but if Texas builds a wall, you're okay with that. I guess if Texas puts up barbed wire to keep people in, the left would be okay with that. I mean, Texas tried to put barbed wire up. They had it up. It's their property. They had barbed wire on the southern border between Texas and Mexico, and the federal government came in and took it down. So I guess if uh, Governor Greg Abbott takes that barbed wire and then puts it around Texas to keep people in, then the left would be okay with that because then they don't have to worry about these pesky illegal immigrants coming to their cities and taking all their precious resources. You know, for me personally, as an Italian, I can tell you, somebody shows up in my house and I'm not prepared to host them. It's very awkward. It's awkward because I don't like if I don't have food to feed people. It's a thing. It's in my DNA and just how it is. These cities, though, they don't have the money and the resources. And there's a, um, a little loophole here that they exposed. Fox Business had this and it's great. They, they exposed this little problem here because... In New York City, illegal immigrants are now lined up for blocks to receive free taxpayer-funded housing, and it's Sanctuary City. So now housing is guaranteed. So if they wait in line, they can actually reapply and then be rehoused, all right? This is the little news story about this. Take a listen. The concern is that people are coming in faster than we've normally seen. It's yet to be seen how much that will cost. What I can tell you is that the crisis up to this point has cost $3 billion. And as more people come, the cost continues to go up. The issue for New York is that they're not only dealing with newly arrived migrants, they're dealing with folks that have already been in New York City housing and are now being reticketed. So all of these folks already had free housing here in New York, and then they were given eviction notices, essentially, 30 or 60 day notices telling them that they have to re they have to leave their shelter. But because this is a sanctuary city, housing is guaranteed. So if they wait in line, they can reapply and then be rehoused. And what you're seeing is this line, which around the corner and it has been this long all day long but the concern is that people are coming yeah you know the thing about it is that again you're showing up and i have nothing prepared i have nothing prepared i don't even have a, a wine in the house to offer you well that's not true i always have that part but this is this is the thing and if they just stayed in texas there'd be no problem it's not the open border that these democrats are upset with it's the fact that these people have the audacity to leave Texas. And the governor of Texas has the audacity to let them leave. Here's the uh, Chicago mayor, uh, Brandon Johnson, who actually invoked the Confederacy on Sunday as he as he goes on to bash the governor of Texas for having the audacity to allow people to leave the state of Texas, illegal immigrants to leave the state of Texas, and somehow or another invokes the Confederacy. I don't exactly know how this applies, but whatever. It's very it's very in right now, you know, with the whole Fourteenth Amendment thing. So cut eleven. What is very clear is that not only are we providing. Uh, mental health related services, as well as vaccinations and health screenings and providing um, medical health care for these families when they arrive, the moment they get off those buses. We're not seeing that same treatment on the border. In other words, 
There's no health screenings, no vaccinations. That process at the border is absolutely raggedy and, and reckless. But we cannot have a governor who decides that he's going to uh, yeah. cling to the vestiges of Jefferson Davis when we should be uh, pulling to the hopes and aspirations that were left by Frederick Douglass. We have to have a coordinated response to this humanitarian crisis. We cannot allow chaos to dictate and to divide mm -hmm. this country. Uh, Jefferson Davis. What? Uh, see, again, the, the problem is just Texas. If everybody who, you should ha see America should have an open border and they should do nothing about it. Let everybody come in. But they have to stay in Texas and then everybody's fine. And then it's all good. You see, this is why Biden is losing among Hispanic voters. You know, there was that story in Politico a couple weeks ago before I went away on break. And thanks to Michael Pelka's stunt brain, Matt Rooney for stepping in. They, they did a great job. And, you know, I was I was uh, I was sharing this article with you back then. And it was about how Mexicans are excited for Trump's return. Mexican Americans in places like Texas want Trump back. So you see, you've got Mexicans, you've got Democrat mayors like Edison, New Jersey, and they're all saying the same things. And they're saying the same things because when, 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 when these things show up at your doorstep, it's, it, it's very easy to put a lawn sign in your yard that says hate has no home here. When hate actually shows up, you got a problem. And when you have a sign that says no humans illegal and that human shows up and that human is looking for food and shelter and you told them to come, you invited them, you gave them an open invitation. And now it's awkward. It's very awkward for everybody. And you just want them to go back to whence they came. But you're the ones who brought them here. You told them to come. And in fact, Texas, for all of your bashing about the Confederacy, Texas tried. I mean, G Greg Abbott was doing his best. Yeah, he puts up barbed wire and the, and the feds come in and take it down. He puts those big things that, you know, those things you can stand on in rivers and stuff. And it's kind of fun to see if you can hold your balance. He puts all those things in the river, separating the state from Mexico and the feds come in and take it away. So, I mean, like, what's, what is the guy supposed to do? And why is it that the border states have to absorb every single illegal immigrant? I mean, where, where did that be, when did that become a thing? But it's, it's just, it's the hypocrisy of the left where as long as it's not their problem, they'll virtue signal all day long. Uh, Jim Kenny will dance his, uh, you know, his fat behind off and sing We're a Sanctuary City until people start showing up. You know, then, then suddenly now they got a problem. But I don't know where it's written that the border states have to be the ones to keep every single person here. Last month alone, in December alone, you had about 320,000 people come into this country illegally. And despite what the News 12 New Jersey reporter is trying to say, they are illegal. They're given court dates and they're told to come back to court in 10 years which of course they're never going to do. But 320,000 people in December alone came here. Now, if you're a Hispanic voter and you did it the right way and you're living in a place now that is being overrun by illegal immigrants, it is no surprise why you are saying you want to vote for Donald Trump. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. All right, new year, new opportunity for you to drive a beautiful new Volvo because there has never been a better time to get the Cherry Hill Volvo than right now. And I'll tell you what, when we drove up to see Bridget's family in the Adirondacks, I was really glad we had the XC90 because not only did we have all this space and we had to bring up all the gifts and everything, 
Car was super safe. We hit some bad weather up there. No snow or ice. It was a little too warm this time around, but there was some rain and a lot of windy roads. And I know that the Volvo XC90 is super safe for the family, which is great. Whatever you want to drive, whether it's the XC40 or the XC90, or if you want to do the S-Class, at Cherry Hill Volvo, you will find an incredible opportunity right now because they are having their big renovation. And because of that, they got to make room for the equipment. In order to do that, they have already taken their incredibly generous offers and they're adding to them. So this is the best time ever to go see my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. Judith, Yosef, and the entire team can get the new year started off right for you. Whether it's a Care by Volvo lease, that's the program that I have through Cherry Hill Volvo, where one payment includes my insurance car. It's got the tire and wheel care, 15,000 miles annually, excessive wear coverage and more. Or uh, maybe you want to do a certified pre-owned. Either way, at Cherry Hill Volvo, you will find an outstanding opportunity and a wonderful offer from people who are going to take great care of you. So don't wait. You're going to love the treatment you get. You're going to love the savings you get too at Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, where relationships matter. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.